You're listening to the House Hustle Podcast, a weekly show where I create short, informative episodes aimed at helping you reach not only your real estate goals, but also achieve better outcomes in both your professional and personal life. I'm your host, Hassan Juma. You can find me selling houses on the streets of Vancouver and sharing my journey and insights on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's do this. Welcome, guys, to episode five of the House Hustle podcast. Super excited to have you back this week. A couple of episodes ago, I did a podcast on purchasing pre sale condos and how to avoid costly mistakes when doing so. In this week's episode, I thought it would be good to do the same for resale condos. And actually, this will also apply to townhouses as well, any property that's considered a strata property. Now, when you're purchasing a strata property, Yes, you're buying the unit itself, but more so you're buying into the building. And that's where a lot of the risk is held. So in this week's episode, I'm going to pull some audio from a video I did that helps you in reviewing the strata documentation, basically all of the information on the building itself prior to purchasing. Uh, Now, I did want to mention, obviously, I couldn't cover everything in this audio. So if you do have any further questions, uh, my information is in the show notes. You can shoot me an email and I can help you out as best I can. But I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into the audio. So have a listen and let me know what you think. Hey guys, and welcome back to my channel. In today's video, I'm gonna go over strata documents and we're gonna talk about why they're important, why you need to review them, and what you should look for before you remove subjects on the purchase of your new stratified property. Just a very quick thing before we get started, strata documents are such an important and crucial part of the due diligence process when you're reviewing a property for purchase. So for the purpose of this video and for time constraints, I'm only going over a few of the documents that you are going to receive, but it's very, very important that you and your realtor uh, review every document that you're given prior to purchasing the property and removing the subjects for strata document review. So what exactly are strata documents? So strata documents are a collection of documents that are held by the strata corporation uh, and they basically are almost to be considered like a report card of the building and the unit that you're potentially purchasing. The reason why they're so important to review, as you can probably guess, is they give you a outline of the building and they give you an in-depth knowledge of the building itself over the past one, two, five, ten years, depending how old the building is. So it's very important that you review these documents before you actually commit to purchasing the property. Now, one of the things that I hear from clients all the time is how am I supposed to read these documents without missing anything. So when you get the strata documents, it's probably about 150 to 300 pages uh, worth of different types of documents. And for people that haven't purchased a strata unit before, haven't purchased a home, it can be very, very daunting uh, to look at this big attachment. And it's very easy to get worried that you might miss something. And that's one of the purposes of this video is so that you have a good understanding of what you need to look for within the strata documents. In fact, when I first purchased my property, and this is going to date me, I'm sure, um, we didn't have strata documents in digital format. So my realtor actually had to go pick up the documents from the listing agent, 
come and drive them over to me, meet me with like a brick of paperwork. I'm not kidding, like a brick of paperwork that I had to collect from him and physically review uh, before giving back to the listing agent a few days later because they needed to take that same copy uh, for, a, for a different buyer. So things are a lot different now. You'll likely get a Dropbox link or some sort of digital format of these documents. Again, it's going to be very, very large and, and oftentimes the documents are all smacked together. Uh, so you do need to go through it in detail with your agent, but I'm going to cover a few of the very important documents that you'll need to read specifically before purchasing your property. So the first form that I want to talk about uh, here in BC, we call it the Form B. And the Form B is essentially like the report card of the unit that you're purchasing with some additional details in terms of the building itself that you're buying into. So things that you'll find on the Form B, uh, you'll see the uh, confirmed strata amount, so the strata fee that you have to pay every month. Uh, you'll see whether there's any amount owing from the existing owner to the strata corporation. Now typically at closing that will get borne uh, by the seller, but it's important that you're aware of what amount that is there uh, and what it is there for. Uh, the other thing that you'll find is how many uh, units are being rented, if any, in the building. You'll also find out if there are any agreements in place that the existing owner has uh, to potentially be on the hook for repair of common property. Uh, so what I mean by this is oftentimes when uh, sellers or owners are renovating their strata property, they sign a waiver saying that if their renovations either today or in the future cause damage to the common property, that they will be liable for that repair. And when I say they, I mean you, because that responsibility gets passed down to the next buyer. So this is very important that you do review that uh, and get an idea as to whether there are agreements in place. And if there are, uh, you can ask for that to get sent over to you or it may already be attached to the Form B. Uh, another very important thing that you're going to find on the Form B is the amount that's in the Contingency Reserve Fund. Every Strata Corporation is mandated to create a Contingency Reserve and this is essentially for unexpected repairs that may come up. There's a pool of money that they can pull from to pay for these repairs. What I like to see in a contingency reserve fund is about two to $4,000 per door. To me, that's a healthy contingency fund. And again, that'll be highlighted on the Form B. So Form B is a very important document. Your lender will also want to look at the Form B as well. So it's something you will send off to them. And it's usually one of the first documents that I look for. Another quick thing that you'll find on there is confirming whether there is parking allocated to the unit, storage locker allocated to the unit, and how exactly that allocation works, whether it's actually owned by the Strata Corporation and assigned to you as the new buyer, or whether you own that particular parking spot and you own that particular storage locker, if there are any. So again, Form B, one of the first documents you're gonna look for. So the next thing that you're gonna look at, and this is fairly self-explanatory, are the bylaws and the rules. Now these carry obviously the specifics in terms of ownership and what you are allowed and what you aren't allowed to do. Some of the most important restrictions or rules that we're looking for are pet restrictions, are there restrictions on certain breeds of dogs, sizes of dogs, amount of pets. We're also looking to see if there are any rental restrictions. Uh, your realtor and yourself, you can't rely on what you see on the MLS in terms of whether rentals or pets are restricted. You need 
need to do your own due diligence and you're going to find that in the bylaws. Uh, oftentimes you will be allowed to rent your unit but may not be allowed to rent it short term. So again, check the bylaws for these. Uh, other common things we look for are uh, barbecues. Are you allowed to have gas barbecues on your balcony? Are there uh, certain times that you can use the amenities? If there's a hot tub or a pool, what time do you have to stop using those? So bylaws and rules, they tend to make up a, a significant chunk of that stack of papers, uh, but very important for you to review. All right, so the next one I want to talk about, and I'm going to group two documents together here, and this may be considered some of the driest documents in the package and they are the depreciation report uh, as well as the engineering report if there is a separate engineering report. So depreciation report, this is a very, very important document and it is essentially a report card of every aspect of the building. So an engineering firm or a consulting firm will come in and they will assess all aspects of the building, the roof, the plumbing, the boiler room, uh, the cladding, the exterior fencing, uh, every aspect of the building itself will be documented, pictures will be taken, and there'll actually be a breakdown of the shelf life of these particular aspects of the building. So you know when expenses are going to come up to actually repair these portions of the building. Now, don't get scared if a building has capital expenditures coming up. What I mean by capital expenditures are expenses that you are going to have to pay out of pocket. Now we talked about the contingency reserve fund and many people might think that, you know, if repairs are coming up in the future, we don't have to worry about it. It's covered in the contingency fund. Uh, that's actually not the purpose of the contingency fund. Uh, when capital expenditures come up, so large expenses, strata corporations, they assess what's called a special levy on each individual unit. It's typically based on the size, the square footage of the unit that you're in, but you can expect to incur out-of-pocket expenses at these times. The reason why the depreciation report is so important is it's going to highlight in a visual format when you can expect these expenses to hit so you can budget yourself accordingly. Again, don't be scared if there's work that's upcoming. I would be more concerned if I was purchasing an Estrada that had a lot of deferred maintenance. So Strata Corporation where work needs to be done to get the building uh, up to where it needs to be today, but it keeps getting deferred year over year. People don't want to get the work done. Oftentimes when you do that, it can lead to bigger problems uh, and it can also devalue your unit and your home if you wanted to sell it as well. So depreciation report again, this is a very thick and I, I'll admit it, it's a dry, dry document, but you get a lot of pictures in there and you'll get a visual graph representation of when you can expect expenses to hit. So spend some good time on the depreciation report and engineering report. You really get to know about the building itself. And if there's an engineering report, you'll get to know a lot about the structure of the building and how sound it is moving forward. So the next document I want to talk about are the meeting minutes. I'm going to break this down very quickly. The first ones that I look, like to look at are called the AGM minutes or the annual general meeting. Now typically you're given strata documents for a period of two years. So it's important that you do go back and review 
all of the documents over the last two years. The first ones I start on again are the AGM. And AGM uh, are a meeting that's held once per year by Strata Corporations. And what I specifically look for in the AGM minutes is I look for the president's message or the president's summary. And typically the president will do a little write-up on what has taken place over the last year. So this is a good place to look to get an understanding of what projects may have taken place over the last year, successful projects, what work may be upcoming or what is on the agenda for the year moving forward. It gives you a good idea in terms of what is going on with the building, again, what costs you may have to incur, and maybe what some of the issues are, what some of the uh, items on the agenda are for the next 12 months. Now, in addition to the AGM, you'll also get what are called the monthly minutes, and these are from the monthly meetings. I look at the monthly meetings as a way to understand some of the smaller types of issues that may be going on in a building. What you'll see a lot in the monthly minutes are owner correspondence. So when owners are emailing or calling the Strata Corporation, what are they calling and emailing about? So this is a good place to look if you're concerned about things like noise complaints, uh, smoking complaints, if there's been uh, break-ins to the parkade, all of this stuff. Uh, it's, it's too small of issues to be on the AGM, but you will find them on the monthly meeting minutes. Now, the last one that you're going to look at in terms of meeting minutes wise, it's called an SGM or a special general meeting. These are very, very important and you won't always have them, but typically these are where they are assessing uh, and voting on certain work that needs to be done in the building. So anytime where there's going to be a vote of the Strata Corporation, if it's not happening at an AGM, annual general meeting, it's happening at an SGM. So if you see SGM minutes, very, very important that you look at those documents and read them thoroughly. So guys, the next one I want to talk about is the financial statements. So when you get the financial statements of a strata corporation, you're typically given a balance sheet, you're given an income statement for the past year. Um, similarly to if you are investigating a business or looking at a business uh, to purchase, you're going to look for some certain things in these financial statements. Uh, what I specifically look for is how well is this strata, is this building being run? Uh, if at the end of every year for the past couple of years, the strata has run a deficit, I'm looking at why that is. Was there a major expense that wasn't planned for or expected for? Or is it just a case of a little bit of mismanagement of money? Uh, look, you're not going to always be exactly on budget. But again, if you notice deficits year over year, it's something to definitely look into. And again, you want to take a look at that contingency fund, make sure it's there, see whether it's drawn from or not within the tw last 12 months. Uh, but again, the financial statements, get your realtor to help you review those. Uh, for a lot of us, you know, we're not used to, to assessing these sort of documents. Uh, so again, sit down with your realtor and say, look, I need to learn more about these financial statements and uh, make sure you review them before removing subjects. So another document I want to quickly touch on, I will do a separate video on it, is the insurance certificate. Here in BC, there's been a lot of talk about strata insurance and how the deductibles have been increasing. So you definitely, definitely want to look at the insurance certificate. It's usually one, maybe two pages, and it's going to show you the insurance coverage of the building and how much deductibles are going to cost for different types of damage, fire, 
Water is a large one that we're looking at lately again here in BC. And the reason this is important to you is you're going to need to get your own insurance that's going to cover you for the deductible. So we are seeing some instances where that water deductible is getting so high that you're unable to find coverage to cover that deductible. So this is so, so very important. And I probably should have talked about this from the start, uh, but the insurance certificate, very important. Sit down with your realtor, make sure you understand what's going on before purchasing your property. Guys, we're almost to the end. I apologize. This has been a long video, but I wanted to make sure I covered all the important aspects in the strata documents. Uh, this is called a property disclosure statement. This is essentially what a existing seller uh, will sign off on in terms of what they are aware of with the property. So they get asked a series of questions. Uh, for example, uh, has the property been used for the growth of illicit substances? Uh, are you aware of any alterations made without permit? Uh, it's a full, full questionnaire that the seller will fill out, will send over to you. Your lender will ask for this as well. Now, you can't necessarily treat the PDS as gospel. Again, it's asking the seller if they're aware and it's not uncommon for them to be unaware of certain uh, aspects of the building. This does not take the place of having a home inspection, but it's good to get a little bit more intimate knowledge of a property. So property disclosure PDS is very important as well. Hopefully it's filled out, review it with your realtor, and again, send it off to your lender. So there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The House Hustle and you got some information and some value from this episode. If you did, it would be so awesome if you could rate and review this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And I hope to see you back next week for next week's episode. Have a wonderful day.